0: This is day two of the figuring out eight day mini course that we're airing right here in audio form so that you can begin figuring out your personal answer to what creates your ideal career. And if you haven't already listened to it, go back a couple of episodes in your podcast feed and begin with the episode that says introduction to the eight day figure it out mini course. Lots of people say that reflection on the past is the key to your future, but is that really true? Is that really the key to career happiness? Well, the short answer is H-E double hockey sticks to the no, partially because I love hockey and mostly because reflection is not the magic bullet alone. But what's the longer, more nuanced answer? As it turns out, knowing where to look in your past can give you some of the very best clues to where you can find career happiness in the future. How to use reflection intentionally is exactly the question that we're going to answer today. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. This is day two of the Figure It Out eight-day mini course. We are doing this to help you get started in defining what will create the ideal career, what will create career happiness for you. To be clear, reflecting on the past alone is not going to get you where you want to go in your career or your life for that matter. It will absolutely take intentional action to move you forward. To work that fits you, fits your values, your strengths, even your income expectations. But what's also true is that for this action to be intentional, you must know what you want. You must know exactly what you want. So how do you do that? Well, that's what we get to break apart. At least one way to be able to do that today, right here. So I'm going to give you a, a set of action steps in the form of some questions more on that in a moment. But first I'll tell you that a lot of people show up to HTYC wondering what kind of job they should do or what kind of business they should start. And this this seems to be the the question that most people ask, like what kind of career fits me? And, And many people have it in their mind that it's going to be something brand new that they've never, ever thought of before. Somewhat like the heavens are going to part and you're going to be crowned your new occupation. You're now going to be a scuba instructor in the Grand Caymans, even though you've never gone scuba diving in your life. This isn't how it works at all. When you're doing work that fits you, yes, it's often challenging. Yes, it's often a harder road, but it often doesn't feel like something so new that you've never had any experience with it before. Crews that fit feel much more familiar, like the feeling of coming home after you've been away. And this was absolutely the case for Lisa Schulter. And you may have heard her story right here on the Happened to Your Career podcast in the past. We shared her story on episode 222. And by the way, if you want to take a listen to that, you can go to happendoyourcareer.com slash 222 and it'll pop right up. Anyhow. After we got the pleasure of working with her in our crew change boot camp program, she joined, thinking that she would find a brand new career, maybe even something that she hadn't explored. However, her background and her love of being an advocate for women's health and also her experience working in health clinics actually ended up setting her up to become a consultant for women's health clinics, which was an amazing opportunity for her and As you might imagine, she never would have guessed, (laughs) never would have guessed that that would be a great opportunity for her when she came in thinking that it was going to be something that she'd never heard of before. It wasn't until she did the hard work of defining what she really wanted and what she needed in her career and her life and began taking steps toward making that career change. Only after all that happened, Did it start to become obvious that those were the parts of her past that were the ones that she wanted to carry forward into the future? So, I don't want you to get all upset that you're not going to be a scuba diver just yet. Instead, you can embrace the fact that there will be some familiarity. And this also means that the keys to what's incredibly important to you for your career are going to come from the past the experiences that you already have will help give you those clues. It'll help to lead you down the right road. Okay, so you can use your past as a platform for the future, no matter what your past is like. Yes, this is absolutely true. All those things that are rolled up in your past, those successes, the baggage, events, close calls, experiences, jobs, volunteer work, Things that have gone well, things that have gone poorly, things that uh, were really painful, all of that gets rolled up into make what makes you you at this point. And all of this can help you move forward or help you put up barriers to not move anywhere. It's your decision today, if you're gonna if you're gonna hang out here and if you're gonna play along, then we're going to choose to take steps forward. But before you go laying down on the psychologist's couch, let's establish what we want to accomplish here. I want you to have the beginnings of a productive inventory of the past that will help you evaluate your future. So what we've done here is we've actually chosen some of our favorite questions. I say we, me and the team, here it Happened to Your Career, and we've also chosen a few examples of the questions that we use with our coaching clients behind the scenes too. So, I want you to get out a notepad or open a Google Doc or Evernote so that you're ready to answer these. If you're listening to this in your car, one of the things that you can do is you can actually get all these questions sent to your email box by signing up for the email version of the eight day figure it out course. Just go to figureitout.co, that's figureitout.co, or you can text HAPPEN, H A P P E N, to 44222. Either way, I want you to make sure that uh, that you can get to these questions that I'm going to cover here in just a moment. Okay. Ready to dive in? Ready for these? What I want you to do with each and every question is to write down your answer to the question and then dig even deeper by asking why or starting to break apart some of the context. Often your initial answer isn't necessarily useful on its own. And by the way, one of the things that we find again and again is that uh, part of the challenge here is for many human beings, it's difficult to see beyond our initial answer or what appears obvious to us. And that's actually one of the reasons that we found that having an expert, having a coach that can be incredibly helpful. So if you find that you're really starting to struggle in making use out of these types of questions, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. I don't want you to think that there is. What you might want to do though is reach out to us, uh, email anybody on our team or email me directly, Scott at scottathappentoyourcareer.com and request a conversation. And we can figure out the very best way that we can help you or be of support to you. All right, ready? Okay, question number one. What do I love enough to do for free? And by the way, a variation of this question is, what do you find yourself doing for free right now? Where do you find that you're spending your time? And actually one of my favorite coaching questions, that's a variation of this too, that helps me understand where to focus with a client or one of our students is, where do you find in your role, your past role now, or roles that came before it? that you keep gravitating to, even though it's not a part of your job. (laughs) So there's three different ways to ask that question of what do I love enough to do for free? Okay. By the way, if you're going through this, you can actually pause this right now, answer the question, and then go on to the next question after you've done that. One of the things that I would suggest is you give yourself a time limit on each one of these because people can get Buried and spend hours or even days or weeks stuck on a particular question. That's not really helpful to you. And it's certainly not going to get you closer. So uh, instead, give yourself a time limit of five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and then move on to the next question. Okay. Question number two What do I do that causes time to feel differently? What causes me to lose track of time? This is going to be drastically different answer for many different people. For me, when I get into conversations about the future, that's one of the places where I can easily lose track of time of what could happen potentially in the future, especially as it relates to something that I deeply care about, or I feel is very relevant to something that I care about or someone that I care about. You're going to have your own answer, but what causes you to feel like you lose track of time. What do you notice that you're doing? And here's a trick here. As you start to evaluate the context, it may not actually be the activity itself. Sometimes it could be the topic. Sometimes it could be the people that you're with. Sometimes it could be something else, but this is why it's important to begin to break apart the context. And if you listen to day one, you heard me say that same thing as it relates to your strengths too. Also, this is where a coach can really help because often we may not necessarily understand what the context is for ourselves because we have blinders on where a coach can help you much more easily break that apart. Okay, question number three. If I had to teach something, what would I teach? This is a, a great question that sometimes gets people stuck, but one of the easy ways to think about it is, What do you feel like you are great at that you can offer in terms of advice or information or learning to help with somebody else, help other people in the world? Again, none of these questions are magic bullets individually, but they all will give you just tiny clues to be able to understand where you should focus your time and effort in the future. Okay, question number four. What do people typically ask me for help in? Now, sometimes if you've got a certain role where people ask you for help all the time about a particular area, as it relates to your role, this can cause you to hyper-target your focus on something that is not necessarily helpful here. So I would look for those areas that people continuously ask you that maybe isn't because or entirely the cause of a role or function that you served. For example, you know, one of the things that I was finding, even though I was working in HR leadership or yeah, even though I was working in operations management or any of the other things that I've done in, over, you know, many different career changes is that people were continually asking me about my career and how I made shifts and asking me how to do that and for advice on that and for stories on that and eventually for coaching on that. Okay. Okay. That wasn't obvious at the time when those were happening sporadically, but they started to get more and more frequent and I started paying attention to them. But that had nothing to do with my role the majority of the time. Okay. Question number five, what makes me feel great about myself? Now this can go a lot of different ways. For example, one of the things that I truly love is I love to be able to Have somebody share something with me that they don't share with anybody else. This makes me feel validated as a person. So could go that type of route, or it could be like an actual activity, or it could be something else that makes you feel great about yourself as a person. And again, you're not necessarily looking for the initial answer. You're looking for what is the context that potentially is underneath the surface. Okay. Number six, what do I enjoy regardless of the opinions of others? I enjoy ice hockey. (laughs) I enjoy parkour. Uh, I know that sounds really weird to a lot of different people. I kind of don't really care because I love it. I enjoy lots of things that are considered pretty nerdy and a little geeky or just kind of out there. And I am 100% okay with it. Uh, Overall, what are those things that you find for you that maybe are outside the norm or you know? You just uh, enjoy it in spite of other people's opinions, and that's okay. This probably gives you clues as to some things that are true about yourself. Okay, what are my favorite things to do in the past? What about now? This is question number seven. Question number eight is what has hurt in the past that you don't want others to go through. And again, you can pause in between each one of these questions here. Question number nine, what were some challenges, difficulties, or hardships that you've overcome or in the process of overcoming? How did you do it? So for me, you know this goes way back to when I got out of college, and I was in a role that just really was a terrible fit for me. It was so painful. I gained fifty pounds. I had a terrible time uh, it was it was just not the ideal environment and in fact, far from it and uh, you know is permanently cemented in, in my brain. So I had to go and learn about how to overcome this and figure out much of this for myself. And that was the beginning of a 10-year quest to understand how all this career stuff really actually works, as well as the psychology behind us and, and everything else in between. So obviously, you might imagine I'm a little bit emotionally attached to that. And that's what has a tendency to happen. When you experience challenges or hardships or difficulties that you've overcome. And again, this can give you clues. It probably won't be the magic bullet, but it'll give you clues as to what to do or what you can do or where you might enjoy or where you might find more meaningful work in the future. Okay. What causes do you strongly believe in or what causes do you strongly connect with? This is question number 10. And by the way, I want to give you a bonus question. I find that questions about mortality are particularly valuable. If you were to stop living today, what would you regret not having done already? What would you want people to say at your funeral that maybe they couldn't or they wouldn't say right now? Tomorrow, come on back for day three of the figure it out eight day mini course, the audio version right here on happen to your career, where we're going to actually break down what you really want and how to figure that out. Because most people don't actually know exactly what it is that they really want. (laughs) Do you? Well, we're going to get to find out, and then we'll break it down tomorrow on day three. Right here on Happened to Your Career. We'll see you then. Until then, I am out. Adios.